0: Thank you, Brother Jerry. Ephesians five, Ephesians five, and the book of Genesis, chapter three. I believe chapter two, Ephesians and chapter five, and Genesis chapter two. <clears throat> so we are on letter R tonight from from the book that we've been using as a guide. And by the way, it's not the only thing in the book, but it does have some, uh, some good pieces in it. So we so are going to be in Genesis 2, Ephesians 5 first, and then Genesis chapter 2. All right, Ephesians chapter 5, again, we'll just read that very last verse uh, in the chapter. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 33. Nevertheless, Let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. The Bible is very specific. Husbands to love their wife, wives to reverence their husbands. Now, from Genesis 2, we're just going to read one verse. We're going to read verse 18, Genesis 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. Amen. It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Amen. Father, we thank you very much for the day. Lord, we'd ask that you would bless in the the lesson tonight, that you would be honored to help us in our marriages. Lord, that we would be... um, Lord, that we would be ready and willing, not just not just listeners, Lord, but that we would take the lessons home and put them into practice, and we'll thank you for that, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you. You may be seated. So again, C-H-A-I tonight is R. I was insight. That was a good lesson, too. That was a very... Uh, Very good, well, they're all fairly good, but, and tonight is R for Relationship, Relationship. Now, the Lord knows what he's talking about, no matter what men may say. Is everybody here? I think that one should have had an an amen. I was actually specifically aiming that at men in particular, Uh, so ladies, that might have been a good place to say amen there, but. So when the Bible says it is not good for, that the man should be alone, uh, that's still true. That's still true. Now granted, God, there are, God does create us in a variety. There are a small percentage of, of both sexes that do not get married, aren't interested in, mar- in marriage, and that's, that's kind of how God created us on the spectrum. But normally speaking, at least 80 plus percent, most guys need to be married. <clears throat> Amen. And I will say need to be is not good for a man to be alone. Okay. How well the Lord knows men better than they know themselves. Well, I like being alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys just love being alone. But why is it that guys always want an audience? Okay, so some of you got that. So remember, we're talking to the ladies. We've already talked to the men. Now we're talking to the ladies. So ladies, I'll just say this. Your man, in capital letter, N-E-E-D-S, needs you. And of course, all the ladies are here going, well, no, duh. <laughs> but not for the reason you think. Not for the reason that you think he does. Well, probably for some of the reasons you think he does too. But you're probably, I'm just thinking, because remember when we go back to the pink and blue glasses, okay? And I know not everybody was here for that, but we had, if you remember, we, we brought out a, a pink and blue uh, thing to look through, if you remember that. And then I had a couple of words printed on sheets. And I had a husband and wife, the lady looking through the pink one and the guy looking through the blue one. And I held up a sheet. And if you remember, they both saw different words. Remember that? And then I hit it and then I make them swap and then you hold it up again and then they saw something different again. So uh, we, that works the same. But hus- ladies and men do not think the same. We don't. We don't typically run down the same pathways, and things that are so normal to us, we think, you know, that's what everybody does. Is everybody here? Is everybody here? Okay. You know, if you're used to just jumping in the car and taking off and going anywhere you want, uh, you have a hard time connecting with someone who lives in a spot where they have no car and they don't get to go anywhere they want. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember uh, having talking to a missionary that was in Nigeria, uh, and they were very tall, uh, white Dutch people, and uh, I mean very white. Okay, and in Nigeria, obviously you can you can consider they stood out like a sore thumb, and the Nigerians' experience with Americans was only on TV. That's only they saw, whatever they saw on TV or movies, that's what they thought Americans were. So, when these missionary family shows up, for the first several months, they had lots of people coming up and asking them if they could buy guns. Because, <laughs> you know, you're American. Or assuming they worked for the CIA. Again, movies, you know, that's just the assumption. I mean, it's crazy. I, I remember, uh, I think it was the 2000s when I went down into, into very much the... The inner part of Mexico, Uh, it was, yeah, 2000. It was when I went down in in 2000, uh, took my nephew down in. We went into some of the inner villages of Mexico. And I mean, there was one that we were already far, far away from any major city. And we drove for two hours and we went through like 10 or 15 gates. We walked for 45 minutes carrying stuff. We're out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we come up and there's a guy in there, a teenage boy, And he's wearing um, something like cowboy boots, and he's got. um, You guys remember when those the half shirts, half half sleeve, three quarter length baseball shirts were popular, guys? Like I don't know the '90s, I think it was. And he had a mullet, and we were kind of laughing about it, you know. Like, and he's like, "Oh, this is what you do in the states." And like, "Yeah, that's what we do in the states. (laughs) Haven't had mullets for a few for a few decades, but okay." But that's where his vision of the states was, you know, and he's looking at us like, are you, who are you? <laughs> like, well, we're not dressed like we normally dress. But anyways, you, you get your mind in a rut and you think literally that that's just how everybody thinks. Is everybody here Has anybody ever heard, misheard a song? And you thought for sure that's what the words were? And my, both my sisters were, I know you've heard it because other people have done it, but both my sisters were the ones who thought that Andy was a real person because Andy walks with me and Andy talks with me. They, they literally thought that there was an Andy, both my sisters. I, had a, I think we had a friend, it was a friend of ours that some of you might know the song Lead on, O King Eternal. And their little bitty kid thought they were saying, lead on, O kinky turtle. And you know, it takes a long time. If you've grown up saying something or reading something or thinking something, for somebody to challenge that and you go, wait, 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 what? (laughs) You mean this isn't true? So I want to make sure you understand that we're walking into. We're going to be looking, ladies, at how guys experience relationship. Not how ladies do, but how guys do, okay? And there is quite a difference between guys and girls when we get into the realm of relationship. They did a study, and I don't know when the study was. I want to say it was, was in the 90s, might have been the early 2000s, where they put uh, two women in a room, didn't give them any objective, and there were two chairs, and then they did the same thing with two men, two chairs, no objective, leave them in there. I forget how, what the time length, it wasn't forever, but they left them in for a long enough time for there to be interaction. And with, almost without fail, you know what the women did? I mean, all, yeah. Well, almost without fail, the two chairs were facing each other, and they were back and forth about stuff. Okay, you know what two guys are going to do in a room? They're never going to face the chairs at each other. It's not happening. It's, it's not happening. They're going to sit probably shoulder to shoulder, maybe next to each other, like in a row. And they might exchange a few words here and there, but most of it's just kind of like, "What are we doing here?" I don't know. Now, ladies, this might seem strange to you, but I can tell you that those two men will walk out of that room with just as much bonding as the two ladies who sat looking at each other for the same amount of time. Are are you hearing what I'm saying? A whole lot less talking, but the bonding will be the same. And it'll even look something like this. Imagine them both coming out of a separate room at the same time. Ten minutes. Oh, you guys are over there for 10 minutes. Then they'll look at each other and say, Betcha, they were talking the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Well, good to see you. We'll catch you later. You know, I mean, there's a bond there. You may not see it. It may not be something the ladies for you be like, oh no, that's because guys and girls, we bond, we develop relationships differently, very differently. Now, here's the thing. Both sets of genders need relationship. They need kinship. And God obviously designed us to need each other. And of course, you know, I mean, some of you ladies are going, like, "How in the world will they have bonded law if they don't hardly say anything?" Again, it's just we enjoy relationships extremely differently. I'll give you a good one, ladies. Let me give you an example. Dakota and I will go out hunting. We can be gone for like six days, maybe, five, six days. You know, come back. So what do you guys talk about? Uh-huh. I am seriously, and that will be the question. So what would you guys talk about? Now, granted, if, if, I in, if I'm in dad mode, you know, and there's something I want to address, maybe I'll use that as a good opportunity, but maybe Dakota and I run out to Lowe's and back. What would you guys talk about? Nothing. You just sat in the car, quiet the whole time? Yeah, pretty much. Are you hearing me? There's a story of a, of a, a woman who decided, I, I'm, "I want to know what this hunting thing is. My, my hubby does." And so he gave her instructions, oh, it's very important you have to be real quiet. And she had a little clue and an inkling. she'd had some of this training, and so she went with her husband. They were gone three hours one morning. Well, early, early. And three hours later, they walked out of the woods. They hadn't seen anything. Now, listen, listen, hadn't seen anything. That, I mean, it had just been one of those for, a, for the hunting part of it, a flop. And she had not said a word the whole time. And as they're just about back to the car, he looked at her and said, that was awesome. Ladies are going, how? Because you're not a guy. And that's exactly how guys get into relationships. Now, I'm not saying guys don't say anything, but it's most often, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's not surprising at all. If I'm in the truck... I'm sorry, Dakota has my truck. If I'm in the car with my son, we can drive for hours and not say anything. And I'm okay with that. But if I'm in the car for hours with one of my girls and there's no talking, you, you gotta, the dad pry bar is gonna be coming out before too long, and I'm gonna start I'm gonna start working on edges saying, okay, what's going on here? How come we're not talking? What's what's the deal? Why? Because we enjoyed, my son and I just enjoyed spending the time together. We do. Uh, matter of fact, the most of our conversation over six days of hunting might be past the catch-up. Was that some movement over there? Can you hear me the binoculars? I'm dead serious. Dead serious. And, and those are memories that my son and I will never forget. Even though the amount of talking was fairly minimal. Because it's how men bond. Now, ladies, you can try to get your hubby to talk all you want. Parentheses, let's go back to our couple, okay? And the L, listen, the L from our couple series when we talked to the men were, guys, you absolutely must learn how to listen because your wife needs to talk. And she wants to talk to you because, listen, listen, guys. She wants to talk to you because she loves you, and that's how she experiences relationship. So by right here, it's been a while since we've talked about that, so I'm going to talk about it. So guys, you actually have to like actually I mean, you actually have to be constantly adjusting, dialing back in to the conversation all the time, okay? Listening, honestly interacting. But we're not talking to the, to the, to the guys tonight, are we? We're talking to the ladies. We're talking to the ladies. So. He is a guy. (laughs) If you want your man to be closer to you and you want to be closer to him and you desperately, desperately want it, your natural reaction of trying to get him to talk is actually doing the opposite of what you think it's doing. Now with another lady, sure, great. But if you're out there trying to pry bar, trying to get your man to talk, you got to, oh, come on, we have to talk. You gotta, why won't you talk to me? What you're doing is you're just taking a knife and you're just like working on the relationship and he's going, hmm Is everybody here? Then when the guys read this one, I mean, totally, totally outside of the whole message, when the guys were ready to talk, all right, let's talk, what do you want to talk about? And the woman's like, uh, 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 uh. that always cracks me up. I'm sure not all ladies are like that, but that's mine. Like, I'm ready to talk. Let's talk. Anyways. Guys, women are just like teenagers. When they're ready to talk, you better listen. <laughs> Amen. And teenagers always want to talk at the most awfulest times in the whole world. It's sometime like midnight. uh <laughs> Uh-huh gotcha okay anyways so ladies let me, let me let me just bring up a verse and i don't i don't mean to i don't want to throw this in your face um and I'm, I'm telling you that i'm i'm speaking in something that i've had to look at and learn i'm not sure i could have verbalized it to you before i saw it in writing i'm not sure i could, I could have verbalized you that I, this is what i needed i just i just like spending time with a bunch of guys you know what i mean even our trip out we took our fishing trip out and we didn't talk the whole way out and all the way back. There was long stretches of silent part, silence. It was fun. Now, when fishes were coming on, when the fish were coming on, I know some talking going on. but yeah, so ladies, let me just throw this verse at you. Philippians 2:4 says, "Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others." So if you have a, if you have a, a husband who is seeking to listen to his wife and a wife who is seeking to be with her husband. Just to be present with her husband, you're going to find a relationship where both sides get pretty full of everything that they need. Amen. I mean, this is just it's just true. So, so let me let me just kind of throw out another verse here, and it's kind of an application result of it. Most most of you know 1 Peter 3:1, okay? Most of you know the, the, the verse. It's the verse that talks about, likewise you wives being subjected to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word. They also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. Okay? The idea there being behind the word word is not literally just the word word, but the idea of a verbalization of it. Okay? So, like, they're not coming to church. They don't want to come to church. They don't want to listen to preaching. And they don't want to listen to you preaching either. You hear what I'm saying? Everybody here? And it says that a, a woman who is a believer can still win her husband. Not through preaching, although that eventually is going to have to be necessary, but she can literally win her husband, it says, by her conversation. Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. No, no. Bible word conversation is not talking. The Bible word conversation is a way of life, a way of act. It's actually meaning how I act, how, I'm, how I am is around another person. In other words, so if I could put it this way, a lot, it's saying that a lost man can be won by actions, not words, of his wife that's because of how men are built men are built less around words and more around action now granted i am just tell you the whole purpose of that passage is very much talking about lost wives or lost husbands and a, and a woman's i uh using the wrong term a woman's um Deportment in the home, being able to win him to the Lord. But it is built on another truth, there is kind of interesting. So, amen. The loose idea, well, I've already said that part. So, sometimes, and this is one that maybe ladies will blow your mind. When your husband says, hey, let's just come out and sit in here for a bit. Why don't you just come out and sit with me for a bit? Like, I'm watching the game or whatever it might be. I mean, there's a, there's a, a broad range of places this might happen where the husband says, why don't you just come and sit with me for a bit? You know what he's asking you to do? Literally everything he just said. Just come and sit. And you know what ladies' minds are doing? What are we doing here? What's the purpose? I gotta make I gotta make lunch. I've gotta, you know, I gotta clean the house and I gotta take care of that and I gotta do this and 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 your mind and we're not talking, so that's not building anything. Is uh, everybody here? It, everything that you get out of him coming in to talk and listen to you. He literally, listen ladies, he literally gets by your physical presence in the room. What? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a man, I can tell you that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. What's the purpose of cheerleaders otherwise? What's the purpose of stands at sports stadiums? Because we all like watching sports. Yeah, but it's about the people down on the field who like to be seen. Why do little boys show off in front of girls? Because they like having someone there listen, watching them. I know ladies in their minds are going, huh? What? I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. If (laughs) you find your man doing something he likes to do, is he out in the shop? Is he sitting on the couch? Is he... I don't know, whatever he's doing. Is, is he going fishing? Is he going hunting? What, what is it he, Is he out working on the car? What is, it, what is it that he's doing? Sometime, just walk. Don't say nothing. Just walk out there, find your chair, sit down, and just watch. Huh? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Just watch. You're going to find your man over there kind of going. What you doing? I'm just telling you, it's gonna work. He's he's inside. He's like, it's pretty cool. I'm just, I can feel it. I'm, son, I'm talking about it. I don't know is there's any guys in here. I mean, I can feel it. Right, there you go. I can feel it. When my wife just sitting there looking at me, it's like, get a couple looks, make sure she's not doesn't have the look, you know. Okay, everything's okay. Look over, and I get a little grin. That was pretty cool. What's she doing? I have no idea. Literally, this, a, lady, a lady heard this. A lady heard this and said, I'm going to try that. And so she just went out. He was out there working on his car. And after about 30 minutes, he looked over and he's had a big grin on his face. He says, I don't know what you're doing, but just keep on doing it. <laughs> and literally, in her mind, she probably was over there thinking, I really could be doing a whole lot of other stuff right now. But what she's doing is she's, she's, she's taking a big compressor of respect and she's just pumping her husband up. Foof, foof, foof. So this is, is not good for man to be alone. Amen. It will be, I'm not telling you, for most men, it will be a visible reaction. There's a visible reaction to this. Amen. He, he may not realize it, and God, I'm just telling you, you ask a guy what he's feeling, he probably, he's going to have to search for like days to figure out what he was feeling at that moment. We're just not in touch with our feelings like that. Most guys are just not like, huh, what are you feeling? <laughs> um, I don't know, is this a trick question? You know, ladies are like, well, I'm worried about mom and you know dad and this you know grandma's thing with this, and then my daughter's on this thing at school and and you know and then grandma's thing with the thing at school. And you know, I mean, and the guys are over there going, I just got lost like four connections ago. You know, listen, guys, guys are guys are active. He, a guy may not even be able to put into words why it was that he wanted to marry you, but when he is around you. He just feels, just literally, just the presence. He feels lifted just by your presence. I'm telling you, there's times in here, if if you ever oh now I'm gonna say it out loud. Let me get well, anyways, I've done started it now, I'm gonna have to finish it. So if if in here I'm talking to someone and my wife just walks up and stands next to me, it's like instantaneous. I can feel the buttons getting tighter. It's instantaneous, just because she's standing next to me. She wants to be with me. That's a big deal. Amen, that's a big deal. So, it's, it's just a little deal there. So, so wait, you want me not to talk when we're together? Well, hold on. <laughs> Do guys need to talk, and should he, she, should he let you talk? Yes. However... A woman who can be concerned about her husband's needs will find a husband who begins to be concerned about his woman's needs. And so, it, as a woman, listen, Ecclesiastes 3.7, it's got a good thing. The end of three, Ecclesiastes 3.7 says, there's a time to keep silence and a time to speak. There's a balance in both. And that's also true, that's also true in a marriage. There is a balance for both men and women. And, and a, a wife, listen, your, your focus should be his needs, well, but he's not concerned about mine. Okay, shall we go back to Ephesians 5.33 here? A little reminder about Ephesians 5.33 is what is the man commanded to do? What we would call unrequited love. He's supposed to love his wife unconditionally. And every wife in the room says, well, duh. Well, but the same is true in Ephesians 5.33 that the woman is to reverence her husband unconditionally. She's to respect her husband Without condition, we'll I'll respect him when he deserves it. Then you probably, I'm not saying it's right, but you're probably not going to give the love that, get the love that you want out of the relationship. Not that he shouldn't, he should. But that's how God designed it. I put into it, I put into it, and I get back out of it. Amen. Now, some of you, what is Titus 2 1 through 4? Uh, let's just turn there real quick. So I I am doing this, and hopefully this is something I won't have... You know, this is not a a series that you want to do very often, but I think preaching on the family is necessary in a fairly regular basis. But in Titus chapter 2, or teaching, this is more teaching, you understand that what we're doing now. We're doing some teaching and we're using some general scripture ideas and the way men work. So Titus chapter 2. This is how this is supposed to work, Okay. Paul teaching Titus how to be a good pastor says, "But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine." And this this way he says, Titus, you teach verse two, teach the aged men to be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and charity and patience, and teach the aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women. To be, sober, to be sober, look at this, to love their husbands. Now, this is an interesting thing. Now, most women in their mind, when they hear that word, love their husbands, what, what they're thinking, and, and, and I know this may sound a little different, Is more of an eros kind of love. It's an emotional love, okay? And that's not what this is talking about. This word love here is the phileo love. It's a friendship love. It's a friendship love. Well, what does that mean? Has anybody ever heard this? Well, I love you, I just don't like you a whole lot right now. Phileo love is the like part. It's the like part. And it's telling, you know what, the responsibility is older women are supposed to teach, or at least, or at least the elder women, women who are who know, who understand are supposed to be teaching younger women how to be a friend to their husband. How, listen, hear that? How to be a friend to their husband. Well, How do I do that? Well, here's a good one. Teach them how to walk into a room and just admire their husband with their mouth shut for a while. And tell them, you know, it's like, it's like planting an oak tree. You plant it and you got to wait a long time sometimes. But the benefits are rock solid. Amen. Ladies teach, ladies teach. I I think as Americans, somehow we've got so independent that we have lost the realm of believers teaching believers. We think everything's gotta be thrown down from the from the pulpit, and you know, if you don't like it, then you can just ignore it. But that's not that's not the biblical concept of a church by by any stretch. Should the should the pastor be treat, teaching doctrine and preaching doctrine? Absolutely, all the time. But believers are also supposed to constantly be teaching and working off of each other. Constantly, as iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the counts of his friend. We're supposed to be doing that. That's supposed to be happening. And that's a two-way street. If you're always teaching and never learning, then you probably ought to keep your mouth shut for a while. Okay, so are we, is everybody here? And here, here's the command is... is Paul teaching Titus, you need to teach your ladies who are a little bit more older, older in Christianity and older in the world and older in the word to begin to teach the other women, the younger women, this is how you need to treat your husband. You need to be a friend to him. Well, how do I do that? Well, hopefully it's not like the Proverbs 2.17 woman who forgets the guide of her youth and the covenant of her God. You hear that? There's, there, there, needs to be, there needs to be some training in love, so a connection between God. So not just your husband's lover, not just, not just uh, the person that's connected to your husband by the needs that can be met from him to you, but also by meeting his needs. And this is one of the ways that you can meet his needs is by, listen ladies, if you want your husband, if you want face-to-face time with your husband, you need to give your husband some shoulder-to-shoulder time. Do you, understand, do you understand what I'm saying? Go back to the illustration we started off at the beginning. Two ladies in a room, typically, they're going to have their chairs somewhat aimed at each other and they're going to be talking face-to-face. Guys, I mean, that would be like the weirdest thing ever. If two guys walk in and there's two chairs aimed at each other, those chairs, like, it's going to be like seconds and those chairs are going to be angled off somewhere else. No question. Or And if they're fixed chairs, it'll, it'll be, you know, it'll be sitting like this. <laughs> so how you doing? <laughs> It won't be back to the guy, but it won't. It won't be like face looking. That's just awkward. Am I right? I mean, guys, you know, if you if you got it, I mean, the one guy just won't sit down. <laughs> Look at that construction over there. <laughs> Women wish to be face to face talking. Men wish to be shoulder to shoulder with a lot less talking. And I know we can make some jokes about that, but I mean, this is true, guys. Your wife needs talking. Your wife needs for you to listen face to face. And ladies, your man sometimes just needs you to be shoulder to shoulder with him with a lot less talking. Now, so let's just get some practical things. Believe it or not, I'm on my very last uh, page. I was gonna say half a page, but that would be kind of a lie. So ladies, how can you show your husband that you value his friendship in a shoulder to shoulder kind of way? That's a good way to look at this, ladies. How can you show your husband that you value his friendship, friendship that you like him in a shoulder-to-shoulder kind of way? Okay, uh, this this one's really obvious. I mean, like, well, maybe not obvious, but it's plain and simple. Tell him you like him. Not just love him. He knows that part. Tell him you like him, ladies. Or ladies, you want your man to tell him you. To tell you that you that he loves you, right? Is everybody here? You ladies here? Ladies, you want? Do you want your man telling you that he loves you? Hello, ladies. Do you want? Thank you, ladies. Do you want your husbands verbalizing that they love you? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. There's a few of you at least. The rest of you, I guess, you can live without love. Poor you your husband also needs to hear that you like him. I just love him. He understands that part. But that kind of goes into a, a touchy-feely thing he can't put his hands on. He doesn't know what to do with that. I love you. I'm not sure what that means, but you know, I know you're not going anywhere, and I know you married me, so we got that part good. I mean, He already knows you love him. The part he's not confident about is whether or not you actually like him. And there is a big difference. Amen. Respond to his needs. So that was number one. Tell him you like him and show it. Tell him you like him and show it. Okay. Respond to his ideas of wanting to go do something together. I mean, at least respond to that. If he's offering to do something, just because it doesn't make sense to you, but he's wanting to do it with you, hello, that'll be like alarm bells going off. If there's something he normally does or often does on his own and suddenly he's asking you to go with him, what he's saying is, I need some shoulder to shoulder time with this one, (laughs) with you, no one else. And it doesn't have to be not all the time. It's not saying every time he asks you, you you've got to go with him, okay? But I'm just telling you again, there's a reason sports teams have cheerleaders. Because I'm, I'm just telling you, when all I had to do was know. That there was a particular girl in the stands at the game. That's all I had to know as as a, as a teenage boy. I uh, sometimes just out there playing. I'll see you look up in the stands like, oh, she's here. Yeah. Is everybody here? Oh, there's a basketball player. There's a basketball player back there. If you remember those days, Jerry's. <laughs> 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 that, if I could look out and see my see my parents, I'll tell you what the biggest thing for me was playing a game, and my dad showed up because my dad was running running a business, running a multi million dollar business, and he didn't get to come to all my games, and he didn't have to say a word, but just to see him there was that that's shoulder to shoulder. There's there's shoulder to, there's something shoulder to shoulder about that. So ladies, when your husband when your husband requests that, hear what's happening. His heart is saying, I, "I would like some shoulder-to-shoulder time. I want to spend time with you." Okay, he's asking for a relationship. Don't start immediately taking advantage of that to go. <laughs> give him for a while what he needs, and then ask the Lord to help him give you what you needs. And but yeah, I'm just telling you, you talk to my wife because this is our habit in the morning. We laugh at each other because our habit is to go out and have coffee, and we try to leave each other alone. You know. Um, but sometimes, if my wife gets up early, because uh, we got a wedding coming on, it's been a lot lately. So, I mean, I'm coming out with my cup of coffee and my Bible, and all I want is just like quiet and get and get into my Bible. And but her mind is already going like four thousand miles an hour. You know, I was thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? I'm gonna try to get in on this, you know, and then try to read some, you know. I gotta read, yeah. Okay, uh huh, uh huh. And she say, I'm sorry, I'll leave you be. Oh, okay, I mean, but. She'll tell you also, but if we come out and we're dead silent and I get done with my reading, then I'm going to start. Because I have enjoyed, she may not even know this, but I have enjoyed just her being in the room with me and it's my brain starts wanting to reach out to her. And, I, and that's funny because it's either her talking at the beginning or me talking at the end. But one of us is going to be doing this before you know it in that morning time period. Because it's how we're designed. Amen. Don't, so ladies... I know you also need talk time, but when he's, especially when he's requested it, don't take over the shoulder to shoulder time by demanding your face to face time. Give him his shoulder to shoulder time. Amen? Now, now this might, be, this might blow, your, blow you out of the water, ladies, but one of the things that you can do, and I, this is, I know this sounds, astr- and this may not work for everybody, but I know it was in the book and I know it to be true for me. Encourage your man every once in a while. To go do something without you, maybe even by himself, huh like i 'm telling you there was a day, and I still laugh about it, and i 've told you the story here, but my wife saw that I was having an issue, and she told me the night she told me one night after, it was just been long days of work i don 't remember what I was stressed or whatever it, the next day was my day off, and she said, Tim, put your clubs in the trunk i 'm you i 'm making you, I'm making you um, lunch and snacks and I'm dropping you off at, there was a, we had a golf course nearby that you could pay like $18 and you could play all day long. As, long. as much golf as you wanted all day long. She says, I'm taking you there and I'm dropping you off and I'll pick you back up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock or whatever it was. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, and my brain's going, I got this and I got this and I get this. She says, no, you need it, I can see it. I'm telling you, when my wife pulled back in the driveway, I can't believe my woman, this is amazing. I got the best woman in the world. Uh, You hear what I'm saying? Encourage your man every once in a while. And again, not all the time. If if your man's always spending time alone, that's a problem, okay? But every once in a while, a loving husband is gonna come back because you're there. So encourage him every once in a while to get out by himself. Where's the last one? Don't verbally attack his need or time that he spends shoulder to shoulder with his male friends. Is everybody here? Just like you need some girl time, guys need shoulder-to-shoulder time with male friends. And the more you try to cut that off because you're wanting more face-to-face time, listen, you know what's going to happen? You're actually going to drive away what you want. I want more face-to-face time. You can't go out with them. I want more face-to-face time. I can guarantee you you're going to get about this much face-to-face time after that. Because all he is is like, what's going on? I don't understand enough. Guys need time with guys. Guys need shoulder-to-shoulder time with guys, just like ladies need some face-to-face time with other ladies. And they do. So if, if what you want is face-to-face time, don't try to manipulate his time to get your way, or you will inevitably lose what you want. It's a guarantee you will lose what you're looking for. Amen, respect his friendships, and you will you will absolutely get more of what you want as well. Amen. I'm tell you this is some of the most practical, helpful teaching. My wife and I started off with some good things, and granted we weren't perfect we had a lot of we had a lot of our you know, we got married young, so you know all of our issues were after we got married well, except one big one but we all of our stuff was after you get married and learn on the fly and sometimes. Maybe the fly wasn't the right word. It's more like learn on the grind. (laughs) After years, like, oh, I'm starting to figure some stuff out. If we'd have had this book, because of some of the biblically-based things and some of the thought processes, now granted, listen, everything that I've said tonight may not be true for every relationship, but in general, it's true for most. In general, it's true for most relationships. It is not good, the Bible says, that man should be alone. Amen. And if you think about it, what did God give the woman to Adam? What did God give Adam to Eve for? For face-to-face time? Or was it, listen, Adam had a job and there was not in help that was meat for him. You hear what I'm saying? God's intent. Now listen, God's intent for the woman is face-to-face time, absolutely. But God's intent for the man in the woman is shoulder to shoulder time for him working side by side. I tell you I, any man that does not have a good relationship with his spouse is going to make a really bad pastor no matter how much that spouse is involved in church or not in church. But if there's not a good relationship with the wife, the guy has no business pastoring. I don't, honestly I don't know how pastors do it. Single pastors are able to do it. Not happening. I don't know, I, the Lord's got to give them something special. My my wife has been, I'm telling you all, you all don't know what a blessing it is that that, well, some of you do, I understand, because it's Dana, for heaven's sakes. Half the time, people want Tim and Dana for Dana more than Tim, so <laughs> more than half the time. But anyways, <sighs> but I am, I am able to continue many things because of that woman right there, because she spends shoulder to shoulder. What she's going to be doing now, especially now that we're, because autumn's done in the office so guess who guess who's coming in now Uh, at least for now it'll be my wifey so until we know what else is going to happen how else the lord's going to do some stuff so amen so r is for relationship it is not good that man should be alone amen let's have a word of prayer and then we'll be dismissed lord thank you